Welcome into another episode of what we believe is Odyssey's favorite podcast. That's right. Name that news. I am your host, Mark Menard, along with my co-host, Zach Clark. And we have another very special episode for you. It is a celebrity episode. We are thrilled to have her here. Actor and comedian Caitlin Riley joins the show. Caitlin, I'm going to talk to you before I even talk to Zach. How are you today? I am good. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. And and Zach, we will finally now get to you. How are you feeling, sir? I'm always good to be second bill. I'm great. I'm great. As you should. Yes, well, <laughs> it fits. Yeah. <laughs> For the uninitiated, here's how the show works. We have gone through a week's worth of news. It is your job as a listener, and Caitlin, it's your job as well, playing along with us, to figure out what they are talking about in these clips. And if we get it right, then you get the sweet, sweet satisfaction of a job well done and that little dopamine hit of being right. And $5,000. No, no money. Then what am I doing here? I thought we talked about that beforehand. Oh, God, the incompetence. You're going to need a new team after today. What can I say? Somebody's agent's going down. Yeah, all, literally all of them. All 28 of them. Uh, well, I mean, just give us like 10 minutes. All right. I'm going to lead us off this week, and we're going to start with a clip from WBBM in Chicago. It's October. It's spooky season. What's the biggest costume? Let's see what the clip has to say. Well, Halloween is less than three weeks away, and trick-or-treaters are weighing in on their costume options for this year. Bella Frakis with Fantasy Costumes says that many different costumes are trending for babies and toddlers right now. For kids, it's probably from the Netflix show. It's probably the number one costume for, for girls. What star of her own Netflix show is this year's most popular Halloween costume for young girls? Is it A, Barbie? Is it B, Gabby from Gabby's Dollhouse, or is it C, Wednesday Adams? Well, you know, Mark, I I'm so glad you asked, and I'm smart. And so in the clip that you showed me, they said Netflix. And so the answer has to be Wednesday Adams. See, going right to it. I mean, look, I don't think Barbie is on Netflix, and I don't know who Gabby is. Wednesday Adams comes with a dance, and that's a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Caitlin's on it. Look, clearly neither of you have a five-year-old daughter like I do. All three of these people are on Netflix, I can assure you, and she watches all of them. But the answer, you are both correct. It is Wednesday Adams, the most popular costume for young girls and toddlers. There's toddlers out there who are into Wednesday Adams, apparently, and it's lightened up the sales. Love that for them. I just realized that you're right. Barbie is, there's a plethora of Barbie on Netflix, just not the Margot Barbie that we know. I guess that's what I went to. I went right to Margot. Yes. Zach, you are up next with our next question. What you got? All right, we're going way down south with this one. This one comes to us from our original Odyssey podcast, Texas Wants to Know, KRLD in Dallas. Take a listen. Hey, everyone. My name is Bree Flores, and Texas Wants to Know, why do we love so much? All right, ladies and gentlemen, what is it that Texans love so much? Is it telling other people how everything is bigger in Texas? Is it Whataburger or is it saying hook them horns and then doing the finger thing? All right. So my boyfriend's from Texas. And the one thing that, well, Texans always talk about how great Texas is, uh, but they also love Whataburger. But they call it Waterburger, which doesn't make any sense and that's wrong. But it's the answer is Whataburger. What a burger. <laughs> what a burger. What a burger. What an answer. I'm from Louisiana. Nobody asks, Mark. And so we, we already think Texans are ridiculous because they're our neighbors and we know how they are. 
Texans love to tell you they're from Texas, and that is a fact. But you know what? I'm going to defer to our celebrity guest because I think she's brilliant. So we're just going to go with that and say Whataburger is the answer. And Zach, I hope you're going to tell us we're right. Well, you are right. It is Whataburger. I've lived in places that have Whataburger, and I'll tell you, it is delicious. And I don't want to get swung on by Caitlin because I know she's from California. But if I had to pick... I'm taking Waterburger over In and Out, and I'm not thinking twice about it. Can I tell you something? I think In and Out's overrated. Oh, we can be friends. Me too. Yeah, I'm a California girl, tried and true. I've had In and Out a million times in my life. It is overrated. It is. And people that say otherwise are just trying to be a part of a thing, and they're not being honest with themselves. It is overrated. It's the fries. The burgers are fine, but it's the fries. The fries are awful. One of the best things about this show is that we can bond over hot takes. That's how we create friendships on this show. So I'm happy to see this happening. I feel like we're birthing a friendship right before our eyes. I'm the third host. <laughs> we might just have to add you to the show. I don't know. We'll have to work it out with your, with your new agent team. Let us know when you <laughs> hire them and we'll, we'll talk to them. So look, we're going to head out to California next. KCBS in San Francisco. Some changing regulations for the nightlife. Have a listen. Starting next year, San Francisco bars and restaurants will have more freedom when it comes to letting customers. So what new privileges will San Francisco bar patrons be receiving next year? Is it A, later curfews? Is it B, taking drinks out into the street? Or is it C, clothing optional drinking areas? Huh. I, I want to say later curfews. I would say that, but... I feel like drinking on the street just isn't safe, and I feel like that would be a ridiculous rule to implement. So logically, I'm going to have to say curfew. You know, for some reason, uh, clothing optional things always come up on this show. And sometimes they're right, sometimes they're not. You know, but I'll say this, during the pandemic, people have been doing those like social district things more often. Not to defer from Caitlin, because she's been on fire, on a roll, but I'm gonna say B. I'm saying, I'm saying drinks on the street, like Vegas. I know Caitlin has already said she doesn't care, but I am from New Orleans. Mark, I don't care. We're a drinking capital. Yeah, I don't care, Mark. I know you don't care, but we're a drinking capital. We know how to drink here. And one of the rules that we have, you can take the drinks out into the street. And that's what they're going to allow in San Francisco. Wow. You're going to be able to take your drinks out of the bar. You can take it with you as you walk away, as you go to another bar, bring it with you into that one, and then buy another one when you get there. You don't have to just toss it back or toss it out when you're heading out of a place you can bring it with you and that's something we allow down here in new orleans all the time you just get you a plastic go cup and you and you roll on i'll tell you what i've been in new orleans before and i'd love to tell you how it went but because you could drink in the street i don't remember it was probably a blast though i mean i'm assuming let's move along i'm in michigan we're gonna stay in michigan this is from wwj in detroit hey carl we heard a nasty rumor that there were actually some in the upper peninsula this week Alrighty, guys what was found in the Upper Peninsula this week? A, snow, B, Canadians, or C, a huge stash of those black and orange toffee candies you got on Halloween as a kid that are disgusting. Honestly, I'm gonna say Canadians because they're sneaky guys. They are sneaky guys. They're sneaky. But there are the nice Canadians and then there are the, the sneaky little ones. I feel like you guys are so close to Canada, there probably is always Canadians up there. And then there's also the ones that speak French and no one wants to talk. Says the guy in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't speak French. I'm sorry. It's not, not going to happen. So I'm going to say because 
It's early October, and I know you guys are getting chilly. I'm going to go with snow. Yeah, no, it is the answer, unfortunately. Wouldn't it be funny if the news story was that they found some just wily Canadians up there? Feral Canadians. Yeah, like a pack, like rabid Canadians. Yeah. But instead, what they found was snow, which means for the next six months, we're all going to be miserable here in Michigan. So that brings us to the point in the show that we call our cliffhanger question of the week. And here's how it works. This is an ingenious thing that we came up with to make sure people come back and listen to every single episode. We give you a question, just like all the other questions, but we don't give you the answer right away. We give you the options and we let you think about it, mull about it for a week until you have to come back and get the answer next week because we want you to get addicted to this show because why else would we do it, honestly? First, we have to give you last week's cliffhanger question of the week answer. So we're going to go ahead and refresh your memory on that. This question came to us from KRLD in Dallas, a new app that is supposed to revolutionize how you wake up in the morning. There are different alarm clock apps on the phone. You probably use the iPhone's own clock for your alarm in the morning. But what's the one thing that you probably cannot sleep through when it goes off in the morning? So how does this new alarm clock app wake you up? Is it A, it talks to you until you turn it off? Is it B, it growls at you like a hungry animal? Or is it C, it emits an ear-piercing siren? I would say ear-piercing siren. I mean, look, there's no way that wouldn't work. I mean, if we're looking for like the surefire way to wake people up, find the loudest thing you can make and blare it in their ear. I wonder though, if like we're targeting millennials here and their love for their dogs, cats, other animals, if it's not the hungry animal thing, like get up out of bed and feed me. But you know what though? Uh, I'm a morning person and I know people that are not morning people and they don't like it when you talk to them. They hate it. And so I'm wondering if it's the obnoxious one, which would be A. Somebody that just incessantly asks you questions like a needle until you wake up. We've done this show long enough, so he knows where I'm going with these questions some of the time. And it is A, the alarm clock talks to you until you turn it off. A disembodied conversation until you actually get out of bed. Uh, it would certainly be annoying to have someone just talking to me constantly. And like, All right, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. You know, back in the 1800s, they would hire people to throw rocks at your window to wake you up in the morning. And I think we should bring that back. Yes. We're, we're creating jobs for the economy. Well, yeah, you would have to open the window. They'd like yell and scream and, and throw rocks at your window. And then you'd have to open the window and be like, all right. And then they go to like their next booking, you know. <laughs> Got eight appointments today. <laughs> we're always killing jobs in this economy by outsourcing it to AI and computers. So let's pivot to this week's cliffhanger question. It comes from WBEN, A New Morning in Buffalo. Stephen Portnoy joining us with the latest on the search for... How easy is this going to be, Stephen? Is that Portnoy of Barstool Sports? No, it is not. If you took that Portnoy and these options, that would make for quite the combination. Okay. So what are we searching here? What are we looking for? And I will give you a hint. It is political. A, is it Joe Biden's banished dog? The one that can't stop biting people. That seems to be a problem. Is it B, the resolve to get anything done in Washington? Or is it C, the Speaker of the House? It's going to have to be the dog. And you know what? In my opinion, the dog did nothing wrong. I've always been of the opinion that if a dog doesn't like you, it's your problem. It's not the dog's problem. So, you know, maybe these people need to change the way that they live their lives so the dog quits biting them. I don't know. That's just my opinion. 
Again, we're not going to answer the question this week, but we can talk about it. And of course, we've got Caitlin's answer on file. We will let you know next week how you did. We'll just go ahead and send you the answer uh, so that you can you can pat yourself on the back if you get it right. It'll come by carrier pigeon. Just heads up. Oh, I would love that. Very avian fluish. <laughs> I'm leaning towards the dog, but we've got a week to think about it. So we'll see how it goes. I, and I'll, I'll weigh in officially next week. Before we get out of here, there is a reason that Caitlin Riley has been so gracious as to join the show this week. Caitlin, tell us about the Sandy Hook promise and what you guys are out here doing. I mean, I think we all remember what happened in 2012, just a devastating event. And uh, we're curious as to what y'all are doing. Yeah. So the Sandy Hook promise uh, is releasing a campaign called Just Joking. And it's a PSA to raise awareness around and underscore the importance of taking threats of gun violence seriously. The video was released recently, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. And they asked me to be a part of it, and I couldn't have said yes quicker. And I, I think it's very moving and, and super powerful. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I watched the video, and it's not what you think it's going to be. And I mean, I think that is such an important part of this where it's not your, I don't, I don't want to be too cliche, but it's not your typical PSA. I mean, it really throws you for a loop. And that's, you know, that's on purpose because at first, you know, you have all these comedians coming together doing this performance. It seems like a joke, but what we're doing is recognizing and reporting a, a, a real threat that was made before a shooting took place. And I think the biggest thing for me is that it shows that all school shootings have been and can be 100% preventable. Actor and comedian Caitlin Riley, thank you so much for joining the show this week. Thank you for having me. And I'm so glad I could be here to discuss this and spread the word and raise awareness. And, and I also had a blast talking with you guys. And playing our stupid little game. I loved it. <laughs> While we're thanking people, special thanks also to Brian Fisher, who helps put the show together. And special thanks to you for joining us, you the listener out there, and you, Caitlin Riley. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we're here every single week with a fresh new episode, Name That News.